Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson, here he goes. Goodbye and hello end zone. And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets-Bills postgame report. And so for that, we bring in our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what a crazy day this was. The Jets end up getting the victory over the Buffalo Bills 20-17 to at MetLife Stadium on a day when they were double-digit underdogs in their own building. I don't think anybody expected this team to win outside of their own locker room, and yet they were able to pull it off. A fantastic performance by the Jets. Hell of a crowd there, too, even though there were a lot of Bills fans sprinkled in. Yeah, I mean, when the Bills came out of the tunnel... The roar was much louder for the Bills than when the Jets came out a few minutes later, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a long day. And then Braden Mann slips on the opening kickoff. I think the first play from scrimmage was Sauce Gardner getting beat by Diggs for really Mm -hmm. the first huge play of his young career. And you're like, this is going to spin out of control quickly. And then, boom, Jordan Whitehead picks off Josh Allen, and, and you just kind of start this crazy sequence of events in which the Jets really like faced a lot of adversity today. They were down by 11 to the best team in football, arguably uh, in the first half. And they came back from that. They, they had a drive in the second half that, that like started off really nicely. And then out of nowhere, the 
the Skycam, CBS's Skycam malfunctions, and you get a 10-minute delay, and then they come over, come out and turn over the ball, and then we're going to get into it, but they responded to that, uh, take the lead in, in the third quarter, and then never trail again, and really, uh, I think at the end of the game showed that they can be a, a kind of a contender or a force or a team that nobody really wants to see in the playoffs because it sure looks like the Jets are going to the playoffs now. Uh, with the way they closed out the game. So it, it, what a crazy and interesting day at MetLife. And and to see it start the way it did with, with such a loud roar for the for the Bills and then end with Jets fans going nuts and, and chanting, let's go Jets, and the stadium being up for grabs. I mean, it was just a very memorable day and a very big, a momentous win for the Jets. Um, in the seven years I've been covering the team, I, I can't think of anything that comes close to being this big of a win for this team. Andy, as you said before we started recording, you've got a column that by the time this podcast goes up will be available at NJ.com about what went down in this game. And there were so many things that happened that it was very hard to focus on one central storyline. So you should go ahead and read Andy's column that really will break this down well for you as a supplement to what we're going to talk about here. It's over at NJ.com. But so many different storylines here. We'll start with the quarterback, Zach Wilson. Last week, he was really bad against the New England Patriots. It was one of the worst games of his career. He wasn't much better the week before in the win over the Broncos, and really there were a lot of questions about him. His footwork, his lack of decisiveness, holding on to the ball too long, running backwards 10 yards and trying to make plays happen instead of giving up and living to fight another day. The turnovers we heard over and over again about the decision-making. Today was everything you'd want to see from Zach Wilson. Now, you eventually would like to see Zach Wilson putting up big numbers and really doing more to quote-unquote carry the offense, but that was never the plan this year. That was the plan for down the line. The plan this year was for Zach Wilson to play at a competent level, manage the offense, step up and make plays when he needed to, let the ground game carry the day, let the defense carry the day, and make Zach Wilson into that effective playmaking game manager and then build on that as time went on probably from next year on usually people count on that year three leap year two is where you go from confused rookie to competent quarterback and there were a lot of questions about whether or not Zach Wilson was capable of that today he looked like that competent quarterback that they've been expecting 18 of 25 154 yards one touchdown but some really nice throws and he stood in the pocket he didn't try to bail out too early. He stepped into throws. There were a couple of really good ones to Garrett Wilson, who had an excellent day. Eight catches, 92 yards. There was that one weird play where he carried the ball and was faking a throw, and in the process of pulling it back down, he lost the ball. The Jets were able to get the ball back, though, thankfully. Denzel Mims stepped up big, too, in one of the game's biggest moments toward the end on what would turn out to be the game-winning drive. Wilson had to convert on a third down, and Denzel Mims made the catch to keep the chains moving inside the 10-yard line. So that redemption story continues for Denzel Mims. Elijah Moore, unfortunately, is the guy that seems to be the odd man out. Nothing going with him in the passing game. So we'll start with Zach Wilson and everything around him, Andy. I thought the offensive line certainly was a lot better, too. We're going to get to what the Jets' strategy was overall and some of the other pieces that played into this victory. 
but you have to be happy about what you saw from Zach Wilson. Again, he didn't light the world on fire, but he did exactly what the Jets needed him to do. And as you and I were talking about before we started recording, Andy, if Zach Wilson can continue to play at a competent level like this, we're not even asking him to be average, just competent. If he can do that with all the other pieces the Jets have, they can be a problem for just about any team in the league. They beat the Bills today. Granted, if they were to have a rematch in the playoffs, it might be in Buffalo. But what you saw here is that the Jets have the pieces to be a competitive team with even the very best in the NFL right now. And if Zach Wilson eventually takes that step forward, perhaps next year, then the Jets could maybe make a real run, especially if Brees Hall comes back and is healthy at some point. But even as it's currently constituted with this Jets roster right now, if Zach Wilson can play somewhere close to the way he played today on a regular basis, the Jets are going to be a very difficult team for others to deal with. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And, and with Zach Wilson, obviously, uh, this was a much better performance than what we saw against the Patriots. That goes without saying, uh, he set at 72% completion percentage. Uh, that was his the highest a career high for his completion percentage. Um, another interesting stat is that the Jets are five and zero in games that he throws better than sixty point five percent during his career. So this kind of like shows you how important it is for him to be uh, efficient. And, and also the one hundred one point one passer rating today was a career high for Wilson as well. Uh, so. What I take away is, first of all, like Zach took an incredible amount of heat over the last week, and and rightfully so for the dud of a performance he turned in against New England. And if you're kind of looking for how he was going to respond, you know he could have either been too timid, um, or or tried to do too much. And I don't. I think he struck the perfect balance today. He stayed in the pocket. He felt pressure well. It looked a lot more like the guy we saw in Pittsburgh. And this is really the first time he kind of put together four straight quarters of it that we've ever seen in his career. Um, and not to say that 154 yards is like this awesome performance. It's just he was consistent for the entire game, which I don't think we've seen uh, throughout his career. And I, and I thought it was interesting. We started we saw different stuff from him that we hadn't seen before. Like he, he used, you know, maybe this could be concerning to some people, but I think it's it's encouraging because he clearly has confidence um, despite everything that happened. Like we saw him change his arm angles a ton today and, and make some really nice and kind of difficult throws. Um, it, it just worked. And he did exactly what he had to do for the Jets to stay in this game. He didn't overdo it. Uh, and, and it worked. He obviously made the mistake on the fumble. Um, and you can't turn over the ball in the, in the, you know, when you're in field goal range. Um, he still had some accuracy issues, like uh, the high pass to Denzel Mims. Um, there is a play where he hit Garrett Wilson on a great pass over the middle that may have gone for a lot more if it hadn't been behind him. Um, uh, stuff like that. But ultimately, he got the ball out quicker. Um, he was competent, and it, it was interesting. Like earlier this week, I wrote about Zach Wilson said on him. I'm sorry, Josh Allen said on a podcast that like he threw three interceptions against the Patriots in his second year, and that was kind of the game that everything changed for him because he learned to, to stop trying to do too much and just like take what's there, and it really drove it home. And, and Zach Wilson, for one day at least, looked like someone 
who learned that lesson. Now, time will tell if he can carry it forward. That happened, you know, after the fourth game of Allen's second season, and he finished the, the year still not completing uh, above 60%. I think he completed 58% the rest of that year, but he finished with uh, 17 touchdowns and three interceptions. And, and remember, this was before he got digs. This was before Davis. This was before he had all those weapons. So um, it goes to show that, like, these leaps can come in different phases, right? Like, and not to compare Zach Wilson directly to Allen because they're, you know, you can't really compare anybody to Allen because of what he brings to the table as a runner. But it, but it goes to show you that there's different ways that these improvements come. And, and it would be huge if Wilson could start throwing, you know, more touchdowns and, and, and less interceptions, even if he doesn't get his completion percentage up. But what we saw today is a very good step in the right direction, a sign that he learned from last week. Now he has to keep back it up and, and do it in New England after the bye. But, but yeah, you got to feel good about that. You got to feel good about the Jets having the confidence to put the ball in his hands on third and five just before the two-minute warning there and, and him coming through to Denzel Mims for that 12-yard gain that that caused the Bills to have to use their last three timeouts and, and really ended up being huge uh, in the end result. Um, you got to feel good about James Robinson and, and Michael Carter and the fact that the Jets ran the ball eight straight times before that pass to Mims for like 72 yards. Uh, that, that tells you that they can still – have the kind of identity that we thought they lost when they lost Brees Hall. Um, and yes, you know, Elijah Moore, I don't know what to make of that. He was on the field a lot more today. Didn't get a target. Um, I, I'm guessing his role has been changed because of what happened. Um, but if the Jets are going to be a team that makes noise later in the season, I think they're going to need him and they're need, going to need after the bye to figure it out and, and figure out a way to get him involved because he's too talented um, and, and too explosive of a weapon to, to not get anything out of. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. We talked about Garrett Wilson. He had 92 of the 154 passing yards that Zach Wilson threw on this day. And I thought this was a fascinating stat, courtesy of ESPN Next Gen Stats. Garrett Wilson faced press coverage on 73% of his routes in Week 9, the highest rate by any player in a game this season with a minimum of 25 routes. Wilson still accounted for over half the Jets' air yards at 51.6%, a career high. And if you go back and listen to what Luke Grant said about Garrett Wilson and the video that he made on Garrett Wilson on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet, what you'll hear Luke say is that the greatest strength that Garrett Wilson brings to the table is his ability to get quick releases and get open fast and beat press coverage. In fact, Chris Nimbley, the very big deal, was on the show on draft night, and we talked about the selection of Garrett Wilson, and he said he had spoken to his sources in the building of Florham Park, and they said that the biggest reason they were sold on Garrett Wilson is because the defenses in the AFC East tend to play a lot of press man. Garrett Wilson, with his quick releases and ability to beat press man, was the best man for the job. At receiver considering the players that were in this class in the 2022 draft and you saw exactly why they felt that way today incredible performance by Garrett Wilson against such heavy press coverage that was exactly what Joe Douglas Robert Sala Mike LaFleur were envisioning when they drafted Garrett Wilson at number 10 overall and by the way if you took Garrett Wilson as one of your player selections against his player projection over prizepicks.com you would have come out way ahead because he beat his player projection by quite a bit. Remember, when you go to prizepicks.com, you pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their prize picks projection, based on whether you pick them to do better or worse, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. You don't have to play against anybody else. It's just against the prize picks player projection. You can do football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever you want. It's all there at prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and you can get yourself your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. If you put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go over to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Andy, there was so much that was going on in this game, but part of it is that the Jets would answer back every time the Bills had them on the ropes. At the very beginning of the game, as you alluded to, Sauce Gardner was beat for the first really big pass gain against him in his career by Stefan Diggs. Not really a ton of shame in that because Stefan Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receiver in the league. But guess what happened not long after that? Josh Allen got picked off by Jordan Whitehead, and the Jets got the ball back. They went back and forth, and in fact, the Bills at one point took a 14-3 lead. There was a sloppy defensive play when Josh Allen was able to scramble for not just the first down, but all the way down the field for a touchdown. When the Bills went up 14-3, you started to get that feeling in your stomach that this was going to be an ugly day. But then the Jets answered with 32 seconds left in the half. They were able to get a touchdown from Michael Carter going to the locker room at 14-10 and, of course, getting the ball first in the second half. And then they were eventually able to pull ahead 
late in the third quarter, and this to me was the key sequence, Andy. First, we saw the sky cam went down, and so everybody was sitting around for 10, 11 minutes. Then when the Jets came back out, Zach Wilson got stripped, fumbled the ball, Bills took over. Normally, you would think this would be where the Bills would pull away, but that's not what happened because first, Quinn and Williams sacked Josh Allen for a big loss, and then Josh Allen was intercepted by Sauce Gardner, a huge play by the two best players on the Jets' defense. After that, Zach Wilson moved the team down the field, and James Robinson was able to score on a seven-yard reception from Zach Wilson, but also Wilson made a huge play on that drive, scrambling for a key first down on a third down conversion. So once again, as we said, Wilson stepping up and making the plays when they needed to be made. DJ Reed, who had his struggles with Stefan Diggs early in the first half, really buckled down. Stefan Diggs had zero receptions in the second half. Gabe Davis was a complete non-factor. Sauce more or less took him out of the game. And then you look at some of the other key pieces that the Jets are going to be relying on going forward. Jermaine Johnson had an enormous play late in the game, stopping Josh Allen and sacking him when Allen looked like he could break free for a big gain. If Jermaine Johnson hadn't tripped him up, that's probably what would have happened. Bryce Huff, who's a guy that was inactive for a bunch of games early in the season, came through huge at the end with a strip sack of Allen. The Bills were able to recover, but they were backed up so far between that and a holding penalty that was drawn by Carl Lawson that they were in big trouble and had to overcome a third and 21. They weren't able to do it. And of course, on the last play of the game, Sauce Gardner was able to deflect the pass headed down the field for Gabe Davis to seal the win for the New York Jets. And by the way, I should say this. There are Bills fans that are out there saying that Sauce Gardner committed pass interference on that penalty. Absolutely not. In fact, if you go to my Twitter right now at Play Like a Jet One, what you will see is a still photograph of Gabe Davis pushing off on Sauce Gardner. This was a physical battle. Both guys used their hands, but in the end, Sauce Gardner was able to deflect the pass. There was no pass interference, and if anything, as I said, Gabe Davis was pushing off. So, Andy, so much to digest there, as you said before we started recording, but the Jets answered a lot of the doubters today, getting punched in the mouth repeatedly, but coming back time and time and time again, and then finally getting the victory when they drove down the field in the fourth quarter. That was the other thing, Andy, that we need to mention. The run game wore out the Bills at the end. James Robinson and Michael Carter, 10 of the 12 plays on that final drive were running plays. They were able to move the chains over and over and over again, force the Bills to use all three of their timeouts, as you said, that big conversion to Denzel Mims, and the field goal by Greg Zerline that sealed it. So overall, very complete performance, and the Jets being resilient and finding ways to come back every time the Bills look like they had them on the ropes. Yeah, I mean, I think the main, if, if you have to kind of synthesize it down to the main takeaway from today, it's that this team is is going to be a contender in the AFC East and, and thus <clears throat> a dangerous team and potentially a contender in the AFC. And really it's for two reasons. Um, you know, they deal with adversity well. If you look at through this entire season, the adversity they've dealt with going back to losing Mikai Becton and losing Zach Wilson for the first three games and um you know, being down in the Cleveland game and being down in the Pittsburgh game and everything that happened the week of the Denver game with Elijah Moore before the game and the the 
losing their two best offensive players on basically uh, in a, in a several minute span there and also losing Corey Davis, you know, uh, Jets teams of past never win that game. And then they, they find a way to get it done and you can say, Oh, it was against Denver's backups or whatever, but it's as it's been proven over and over again in this league, it's not easy to win. And then today, just with all the adversity they faced, they had an answer every time, like you said. Um, and then, the other thing is that they have an identity and, and a kind of plan that they can rely on, which is to lean on their defense and um, and kind of run the ball and, and not do too much on offense, not do more than they have to do. And I think what's really encouraging about the offensive performance today is like they dictated the terms that the, the Bills knew that Garrett Wilson was going to be the primary weapon and they couldn't stop him. And they knew that the Jets were going to try to run the ball down their throats on that last drive. And the Jets, with a makeshift offensive line and and two running backs who weren't supposed to be the lead guys, still got it done. Uh, I mean, all of that tells you that something different here is going on. And I don't I don't know what it means, but I do know that this is a young team that could either not respond well to what's about to happen because the more they win everything's going to change in terms of the way other teams view them and the expectations the public put on them and, and the things they're hearing, are they going to keep preparing the same way, et cetera. We could go on forever with that, or they could get significantly better between now and December because they're so young and they're learning so much. And I think this is a much better team than it was two months ago. So again, there's a lot going on here. It's a really interesting team and, um, you know, to beat three games over 500 after nine games. And you're looking at a team that doesn't have to do all that much now to, to stay in the playoff race and be in the playoff race and have a very good chance at ending this playoff list streak at 11 games. And, and then I'm sorry, at 11 straight seasons, uh, which, you know, before it gets to a franchise record and then maybe making some noise in the playoffs and then having a chance to be legitimately better next year with a lot of the pieces you know, being more mature or, or coming back from injury. So it's just a really interesting time for this team and um, a, a fascinating team. And I think today's win, you know, kind of leaves every possibility open for them. Andy, the Bills were favored by double digits in the Jets' own building for a reason. They look like a juggernaut that couldn't be stopped. They look like the closest thing to an unbeatable team in the NFL that there was. But as the saying goes, every team's got flaws if you know where to look. Every team has weaknesses to exploit if you know where to look. And the Jets on this day knew exactly where to look. They knew what to do. They had their plan. Run the ball. Wear out the Bills defense. And on defense, make sure that you find ways to make Josh Allen uncomfortable when it comes to throwing the ball. Big part of that was the fact that the Jets were able to get pressure, only sending four guys up front without blitzing, and the cornerbacks doing such a great job. As we said early on, Stefan Diggs made some plays, especially that 40-plus yard pass at the very beginning that he caught on Sauce Gardner. But after that, they buckled down, and Allen just didn't know where to go with the football. He was able to make plays with his legs, but not with his arm. This was the most confused that Josh Allen has looked all season long. It was a brilliant game plan by Salah and Ulbrich on defense, and overall just a very strong strategy that the Jets brought to the table here. They say styles make fights, and Andy, on this day, the Jets had the right style to beat the team that everybody thought they couldn't beat. Yeah, give the coaching staff credit because the game plan worked. 
Um, and they, they stuck with it even when they got down, which is something we haven't necessarily seen. I mean, they did a great job on that drive. I mean, I think an under the radar drive is what they did at the end of the first half, uh, to set up, you know, being able to come back, you know, after everything that happened and it was very deflating for them to give up that huge run to Josh Allen, um, they came right back and responded and, and, you know, did it on their terms with a long drive at the end of, of the first half. Um, and, and then kind of went from there and stuck with it. I mean, Jeff Ulbrich has taken a lot of heat this year. Obviously his defense was ready to play today and, and uh, did a great job. And then you had, you know, just a bunch of strange stuff happening that, that they were able to overcome and, uh, you know, stick with the game plan. And then, yeah, just, the way they they marched the ball down the field on that last drive, I mean, I'll say it again, that just says so much about, um, you know, how far this team has come, even in the last few weeks since, since losing Brees Hall. I mean, it's not easy to do that on any defense uh, when they know it's coming. And, and this was a defense that has been very good at stopping the run. But the, de- the Jets, you know, found the vulnerabilities on the inside and, and – and, wore them down to the point where uh, Dwayne Brown said to me after the game uh, that I think we just wanted it a little bit more than them. And, and it would be hard to argue that if you looked at that last drive. There were a lot of people that said last year that the Jets didn't need to make any improvements at cornerback, that they were fine with Brandon Eccles and Bryce Hall, and they didn't need to invest at all the position. And what I said was the Jets were exploited at that position over and over again last year. Just look at what the Bills did to them. They toyed with the Jets secondary last year. This year, no such thing happened. In fact, the Jets were able to force Josh Allen into two interceptions. They made Gabe Davis a non-factor sauce Gardner being drafted at number four and DJ Reed being brought in here as a free agent that is exactly why the Jets did that and as we've said many times so far this year a lot of teams have the pass rush set the secondary up it was the secondary that set the tone for the pass rush once again for the Jets so you're seeing the identity of the defense and the offense taking shape right before your eyes as we head into the bye week. Andy, let's talk injuries. Anything we need to know about? Strange day with injuries because you had a bunch of scares. You saw C.J. Mosley leave with a shoulder injury but return. Then you saw C.J. Mosley run into D.J. Reed's knee, and he's sitting there grabbing his right knee, but he came right back into the game and ended up being fine. You saw Zach Wilson go down holding. At first it looked like his, his knee, but it was his ankle. He said he just tweaked it. He's fine. He obviously finished the game. No issue there. You saw a strange situation where somebody collided with Quinnen Williams on the sideline, and and that was a scary moment. He's okay, obviously, but that was scary. Garrett Wilson limped off the field at one point, but he stayed in the game and was okay. The one guy who did not uh, stay in the game was Sheldon Rankins. He came out a couple plays after Mosley in the first quarter, right before the Bills scored that first touchdown. It was an elbow injury. And he did not return. That seems concerning uh, because he was in obvious and immediate pain. Went to the blue tent, went straight back to the locker room or t- toward the x-ray room and then never came back. So uh, Salah said he'll be evalu- reevaluated on Monday. Um, obviously, if it's not super serious, it helps to uh, have the bye week and-, and maybe he'll be able to get back. But we honestly, that's just speculation. We don't know. But everything else that we saw today, a lot of injury scares and, and weird 
kind of things like that that happen. But um, I don't think anything to worry about long term, especially with a bye week next week before the Jets uh, play the Patriots in two weeks. Andy, let's go inside the locker room. As always, we heard from the quarterback, Zach Wilson, and the head coach, Robert Sala. Talk about what was said in the locker room after the game by Sala, Wilson, and everybody else. Yeah, well, Robert Sala was, you know, he basically relayed the message that you saw in that locker room video. If you saw it, which was um, a lot of people outside this building are surprised, but we we knew we were capable of this, and there's no one in this locker room who was surprised, which was a team that res- was a message that resonated with the team. Um, and and I kind of have been saying it for weeks that these guys like believe in themselves and they're going to win, and and you know it happened today. Um, Salah was also asked first basically the first question in the press conference is this the best defense in the nfl he started gritting goes our defense i don't know ask ask those guys referring referring to buffalo so um uh, the the other thing you know which was a big topic of conversation last year at the end of the year the last time they faced buffalo and i think they had 83 yards of total offense in in the rain and wind on january 9th in buffalo um Salah said right after the game, like the gap between us and the AFC East, it's a big gap. We've got to close it. He, he was asked about the gap today after the game, and he said, uh, what do you think? Which was a, you know, a good answer. And he said, you know, I think we're a lot better. And obviously that showed. He, he said that, you know, he's happy with Zach Wilson and, and what he was able to show today and that they never wavered on Zach. Um and one interesting thing he said, like obviously Sauce Gardner's getting a lot of uh, the accolades, but he went all in on, on on DJ Reed. Here's what he had to say: "Quote: I know Sauce gets all the fanfare, fourth overall, catchy nickname. He's doing a great job. It's deserved. He had another interception today, but DJ is playing Pro Bowl football. And if you really sit down and watch the tape and dissect, dissect what he's been doing, he's playing at all pro level, and is every bit as deserving of the praise that Ahmad gets." Um, he's one of our quiet leaders, our quiet champs, and um, he hasn't been getting enough love, in my opinion, but I know we love him in, in there, end quote. Um, so maybe around the league, I mean, obviously, I think us as writers have documented how important DJ Reed has been, not only on the field, but to, to Sauce Gardner's development. But yeah, he, ha- he hasn't gotten that traction nationally, but a performance like today certainly uh, won't hurt with some of the big plays he made. Uh, at the end of the game there Um, with Zach Wilson. uh, He was asked about if it felt good to win after facing the criticism that he faced throughout the week. Quote, of course it feels good, but because of what we did, I don't really care what anybody says. Of course I've been dealing with that my whole life, but what a huge team win. I think the guys came out, balled out. You saw what our defense did getting the takeaways. I get the strip sack right there. It sucks. We had points that they took away. Uh, They come back. And, and Sauce gets another turnover for us. Huge play by those guys. Um, and, you know, he gave credit to, to Denzel Mims. Um, you know, talked about their success in the fourth quarter. Uh, with Denzel Mims, we'll switch over to him. He said that basically last year he was he didn't like how last year went and, and vowed to be more positive. This year, he said that... You know, it means a lot to be out on the field and on that huge play on fourth down. Quote, it, it lets me know that they trust me. And if it comes down to a crucial moment, they can trust me. So it makes me happy. Um, and then he kind of talks about having to wait for his opportunity. Um, 
you know, he told talked about the trade request a little bit and just like letting his agent handle that side of it. And then he just focused on coming to the facility and being in the best mental state he could. Um, and and he had said this earlier in the week that he didn't think he could have he would have been in a position to contribute the way he did. He would have been able to stay so positive. He says he's grown a lot um, the, the last year. And he also had some uh, nice things to say about Garrett Wilson, that, that he thinks he's a special player and that he tells him every day how special he is and how special he can be. So uh, you, you're seeing kind of those relationships um, developing. Uh, James Robinson said, you know, that he, he will, he, was a question mark before the game because of his knee kind of swelled up. He had it drained, ended up feeling good in the pregame workout, um, and obviously played a, a key role, caught that touchdown catch from Zach Wilson that ended up being a, the go-ahead touchdown, and the Jets never trailed after that. Um, he said, he, you know, him and Michael Carter as a tandem, I feel like it's a good thing for me and Mike. I know Brees Hall is going to come back and be great, a great player. Me and Mike, we're going to hold it down for him. Me and him together, you can't stop that, I don't think. And today, the the Bills couldn't stop it. Uh, and he said that Zach Wilson didn't let anything really get to him. Um, and then uh, one of the other interesting storylines, and, and this was very interesting that it came from two of the most competitive guys in the locker room. And I'll get to that one more second. I just want to touch on one thing from Sauce Gardner. Um, he was asked, you know, if he was how he's been able to so quickly. Uh, in nine games, nine career games, become one of the best corners in the NFL. And he basically gave credit to his coaches, gave credit to his teammates, gave credit to the trainers, the people who make up the film cuts that, that he studies. All of those people, he says, I don't do it alone. That's why this transition has been easy for me. Um, and then he, he, he finished the sentence in, in typical sauce fashion and says, yeah, and I think I've been pretty decent so far. So, um, yeah, he has been pretty decent so far. I would say that's a, a little bit of an understatement, but uh, it kind of captures what Sauce is all about. And then, and then the one thing that is going to be a storyline going forward, and you can read about this on NJ.com, um, two guys especially made it clear that they're very much looking forward to playing the Patriots after the bye. And, and DJ Reed was one of them. When he was asked about it, he says, yeah, and started grinning and then said, yeah, again and grinned and then said i'm very much looking forward to that he didn't have to say anything else you knew what he meant and then sauce gardner <laughs> bless his heart he was asked just like a question about like oh you know how do you prepare yourself during the week and he's like well this week honestly i couldn't like really prepare myself until wednesday because i you know i didn't couldn't get over the fact that we lost that game against the patriots until wednesday i just couldn't believe it i, I can't believe we lost to those guys and um, I'm definitely looking forward to, to playing them after the bye. Um, and I'm also looking forward to the bye. And then someone from the Jets is like, um, any more questions? <laughs> Trying to move it along. But yeah. And, and John Franklin Myers admitted it too. He said, everybody who watches the tape of that game knows we should have won. So the Jets are definitely thinking about the Patriots. Um, I'm sure the Patriots who are also on a bye this week are going to hear about it. And uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup, that's for sure, in Foxborough uh, in Week 11. Andy, I do want to add to what Robert Salas said about DJ Reed. 
We didn't talk specifically about the fact that late in the game, Allen threw a pass down the field that would have been a touchdown to Stephen Diggs. And DJ Reed had an enormous pass deflection that saved the game temporarily at that point and ultimately ended up saving the game in totality because if Diggs catches that touchdown pass, very likely the Bills win that game. So Robert Sala absolutely correct about how well DJ Reed is playing right now. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and recapping this huge win for the Jets. 20-17 to over the Buffalo Bills at MetLife Stadium. Really appreciate it. It's going to be a fun bye week, Andy. I'm sure you've got a lot to write about now with the Jets being at 6-3. and three. This is the best they've been at this point in the season since you've been covering the team. Talk to me a little bit about what people can expect when they go over to NJ.com and read you over the next couple of days and also how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, well, we'll have a lot of coverage on NJ.com. Uh, on Monday, you can find uh, what this win said about the Jets and kind of what I talked about in terms of why they're going to be a team to be reckoned with moving forward, or at least there's a lot of signs that they can be. Um, uh, we'll get a little further into Zach Wilson's performance. Um, I, I'm sure everybody who watches game noticed that it was a weird one. Um, everything about this day seemed weird. Like just the fact that the, it was 76 degrees out for a game in November, the, the warmest game ever at MetLife stadium in November that's just the tip of the iceberg. I get into all of the weirdness and kind of rank all the weird stuff that happened on Sunday. Um, and then we'll have, you know, midseason grades a little bit later in the week going over, you know, maybe who surprised, who didn't. Um, and obviously we'll spin it forward and what to expect in the final eight games of the season. Then I'm going to sleep a lot. I can, ex- you can expect that for me after Wednesday. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Andy underscore Vasquez for Twitter and by Andy Vasquez on Instagram. And it's going to be a hell of a ride. Yeah, the Jets um, had not been more than a game over 500 at any point in my first six years covering the team. Um, now they're three games over 500 uh, at six and three. And this is their best record since the last time they made the playoffs um, back in. 2010 and the 2010 season so um they're in they're in great shape obviously a lot of question marks going forward because because they're so young but it's going to be fascinating to watch and and obviously stick with nj.com we're going to have full coverage of all of it make sure you read andy's work over at nj.com and follow him on social media he's on twitter at andy underscore vasquez check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel the thunder from down under luke grant has some fantastic all 22 breakdowns make sure you watch all the videos and subscribe if you haven't already youtube.com slash play like a jet visit our store tpublic.com that's tee we've got the john franklin myers quinn and williams bless you thank you shirt the zach says go long shirt the zach the ripper shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing it doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.